If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're momming today with Morgan Ortegas. You know the name. She's a frequent on Fox News and Fox Business and a friend of mine. Uh, State Department spokesperson from 2019 to 2021. And we're bringing you on, Morgan, because you're a mom with a big job. (laughs) You got pregnant (laughs) smack in the middle of that big job. I mean, where do you want to start with this? Yeah, well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, I guess. Um, we were the crazy thing about becoming a mom or, you know, even getting pregnant when I was State Department spokesperson is I went to, I think, over 50 countries with Pompeo and we traveled all the time. So we were international. It felt like half the month. Um, and, you know, there's just uh, there we had the pandemic. I mean, it was a really crazy time. I think the, I think the national lockdown sort of coincided with my first trimester. So in some ways, I was a little bit grateful uh, in, a, in a weird way because it's, uh, you know, I was able to go home and deal with being sick every afternoon. But then in other ways, you know, we went to Afghanistan while I was still in my first trimester. And I have this like very vivid memory of being in the in the Hilo with Mike Pompeo when we were about to touch down at the embassy. And I sort of, you know, put my hand on my belly and thought, you know, kid, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing to you during your gestation, but, uh, but you, you know, I, I, you're going to come out as a pretty amazing child. I hope. Do you, and then I think my last trip was, uh, before I, they stopped letting me travel. I think I was like 30 or 32 weeks and they were freaking out because I was still traveling. And I texted my OBGYN and said, uh, I'm landing in Khartoum, which is Sudan, of course, but don't worry. It's just a day trip. We're not staying overnight. And, and she just sent me back an eye roll emoji. And I thought, well, I think I've earned that. <laughs> well, I, I, I think you did. Um, at what point, if you recall, did you tell uh, Pompeo that you were expecting? Oh, my God. That's, so that's such a good question. So uh, like many working moms, I had probably pushed off having children later than I should have. So I was 37 I was very close to being 38. Um, Yeah, I I think I was 37 whenever I got pregnant there. So because of, you know, being over 35 and all the risk associated, I really wanted to wait until after my first trimester um, to tell him and many people, you know, because you just, you know, Lauren, like me, you probably have so many friends that are going through the ups and downs of pregnancies, trying to get pregnant, you know, God forbid miscarriages and those sorts of things. So I just wanted to be really sure. So I think I told him at about 13 or 14 weeks and I was very nervous to tell him because it's, you know, it's not like just telling any old boss that you're pregnant. It's telling the secretary of state that you're pregnant. And to his credit, he could not have been nicer. I mean, I think he was the happiest person out of everyone I told. I have so many questions about this because we we put off many women put off having children because we want to 
you want the perfect time. You want your career to be exactly where you want it to be so you can take, you know, this nine-month journey and, and, and maybe scale back a little bit or do things differently. Right. I, you were in a major position, and you decided to have right. a baby. Like, was it just your biological clock ticking? Was it planned? Like, what, what were you thinking in your head? Were you nervous? Like, oh, my goodness, they're going to judge me for being pregnant. I was more nervous about how I could making sure I could handle it all with my age. You know, I was getting close to 38, like I said. So it was more of a situation of feeling like, okay, you know, I may be in a crazy job, but I also don't have the liberty of waiting uh, much longer. So that was that was really a, a lot of it for me, you know, that uh, that it was like, listen, biological clock waits on no one. And I thought and other ways I thought I would have been so nervous all the time about what's this? Did she kick? Did she not kick? You know, what's happening? So in some ways, I think being really busy and traveling a lot was a blessing because all of the things that moms expect, expectant mothers start to freak out about, you know, things like, like, should I eat this? Can I use this perfume? Can I use this hairspray? I just didn't have time to freak out about any of those things. I was way too busy. So, you know, I tried to follow all the rules at first. And then at one point I was like, you know what? the hell with it. I just got to like stay hydrated and get some sleep and like hope for the best. So my first preg, I, I've had several miscarriages. Um, so I like you, I waited until the last possible minute to tell everybody because, you know, you don't want to tell somebody and then have to tell them, basically explain the whole sob story. Um, but my first, my first successful pregnancy, I didn't tell people until like six months. And typically when women have wow. their first pregnancy, they can hide it better. But I was fooling nobody at six months. But I, I probably yeah. was able to fool people for a little bit. And I was just so nervous for so many reasons. I think I had just gotten a show at that point, And I didn't want people to, you know, um, think I wasn't going to work hard because I was pregnant. And then they were going to say, well, she's now going to take a huge maternity leave. So let's reassign her. And now that I think back about that, those, those thoughts that entered my head, that was so stupid. That was so stupid. Nobody is going to judge you or demote you because you're pregnant. So yes, women can have big jobs and babies at the same time. Uh, So Lauren, I agree with you. And I think one of the things that's important for people in the public eye, like you and for me, is to be an example to other women that may be um, questioning or confused if if they can have the career and the baby. And, And I think you know, you can be an example without even realizing it. You know, I, I Jesse Tarlov, who works at Fox News, she's on the five a lot. We worked together for years and she just had a baby recently. But before she had the baby, I sent her a gift um, and we were chatting back and forth. And one of the things she said to me was, I wasn't sure if I could do what I wanted in my career and have a kid. And then I saw you pregnant, you know, with your big old belly traveling around the world with Pompeo. And I thought to myself, um, you know what, this is uh, this is possible. Um, I didn't even realize that I was being an example to anyone else. I was just trying to you know, make it through the moment. That's all I could really think about was like, how do I get through the day? But then, you know, we're all reminded that uh, others are watching and that it's important to show that, uh, listen, nobody has it all. But I think that you can find a lot of happiness in your career and with children. No, you're the new image of motherhood, right? I mean, yeah, it comes later in life for a lot of people and it comes at inconvenient times, but it it happens and we can we can do both. We can do the job and the uh, and the job at home with the kids as well. Um, Tell me about your daughter. She's 15 months now. 
She is. Um, her name is Adina. Uh, Adina Ann. My grandmother, who I'm incredibly close to, uh, her middle name was Anne, so she's named after her. Also, we're Jewish, so in Judaism, uh, the baby gets a Hebrew name, although actually Adina is a Hebrew name, but she gets a special Hebrew name to be called to the uh, Torah, and she... Um, uh, we gave her her uh, her uh, grandmother, my husband's mother's name, and she uh, she had passed away a few months after Jonathan and I got married. Um, so there's, a, I think, a lot of significance from both sides of the family for this baby. And she is really, really funny. She's a little wild. She's got two speeds right now. She's either asleep or running. And uh, I can kind of tell sometimes I think, well, maybe I shouldn't have gone to Afghanistan with her pregnant. She's a little bit of a wild child. Oh, my God. Uh, wait, did you just convert to Judaism? Is that correct? Uh, I, I did about uh, a decade ago, 12 oh, okay. years ago. So I have to look at the dates, but about 10 years ago. I okay, think. so it was, it was a while ago. Okay, I, 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 thought it was yes. more, I thought it was more recent. So what informed that decision? Um, oh, that's a really interesting question. People don't ask me that uh, often. So I think, uh, you know, for me, I started attending um, my first Hanukkah, my first Shabbat services uh, when I was in Baghdad um, working for USAID, uh, just on a temporary assignment there. And um, uh, Jonathan, who I later married, my husband's Jewish, and um, and he was just my boyfriend. And we had only been dating a few months at that point. But I started attending services and and um, just really, I don't know how to explain it. You know how you just feel something in your heart that it's right for you? And then, of course, I knew if we ever, uh, you know, got married or had children, that it would be important, at least from our perspective. Listen, I'm not judging anybody's choices, but from our perspective, it was important to, um, you know, to have our family be one thing and, and one religion together. And um, so I think it's been it's been a beautiful experience. Was the pro? I, I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the only thing I know to think of. Um, Charlotte from Sex in the City <laughs> when she converted. Oh my god, that's funny. Is that a good parallel <laughs> yes. or not at all? I think that it would be for someone who converted traditionally. But by the time I went around to converting, I started. Um, at that point, I was um, uh, in Saudi Arabia. So I was at the U.S. Embassy in Saudi Arabia. I was the Treasury attaché. And they, I started the conversion process and then they offered me the job and Jonathan was like, well, you have to go. And I said, well, how can I go? I'm in the middle of converting. He said, let's figure it out. Let's talk to the rabbi. So this was like 2010. So believe it or not, every Friday we did like a Skype lesson, um, you know, and, uh, and I was in Saudi Arabia of all places. Now in Judaism, you actually come back to the States and you do your bet din and mikvah. Uh, you know, in a temple in, in the U.S. But my lessons uh, with the rabbi were over Skype for a year. I have uh, questions about what you pack when you travel, but we'll do that when we're momming today returns right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back on We're Momming today with Morgan Ortegas, who went to at least 50 countries in the past few years alone with Secretary Pompeo during the Trump administration. And, you know... I back in the day, I, I used to travel not for work, nothing like what, what you do, Morgan. But I, I traveled frequently, and I got really good at packing. 
right? So what does your suitcase look like? Oh my goodness. So I, but this is kind of funny because I'm in the military, in the reserves, in the Navy reserves, I have, um, I have a really big, uh, like suitcase that you can fit so much stuff in. It's like, oh, it's like more like a big duffel. So the baby gets all of her stuff in there because she travels heavier than the rest of us. I mean, there's so much accoutrement that you have to bring with a baby, uh, whenever you travel. Um, and so, so she has her big bag, the biggest by far. Uh, and then for me, you know what, believe it or not, Lauren, I have my suitcase stolen at the end of last year i'm still mad about it and so i've pared it down to like i've went and bought travel size everything at target or walmart so i've got a bunch of travel size things and i i just make sure now that no valuables are in my suitcase and and travel only do you have like a go bag like is it always packed and ready for you or you you pack from i basically i i I'm a big fan of backpacks. And so I always make sure now that I have like a change of clothes and a toothbrush in my backpack just in case. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, do you pick, um, okay, I'm just going to wear, you know, black accessories. So it's like one pair of shoes when you go somewhere to limit the, uh, the amount, or are you really girly about it? No, I no, that's exactly what I do. And one of the other things that I do is, um, I, I get a lot of shoes from Zara because I feel like Zara has very, very reasonable shoes and, um, and cute stuff. And so if I need to pack shoes, um, I'll, I'll definitely like it's winter. So you have, you have to have winter boots and stuff, you know, right now where we all live, but I will pack, um, if I want a couple pair of cute shoes, I pack some inexpensive fun heels from Zara. And then God forbid, if something happened to them, it's not like I'm out, you know, something, a lot of money. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Um, I feel like I feel like I wear the same. I wear shoes now that I don't have to tie because I'm that lazy. Seriously, oh, yeah. Like if oh, <laughs> not not only that, like barely high heels anymore. I mean, high I heels know. are just like those are they're from the devil. <laughs> so you're in Tennessee now. You're not from Tennessee. What's Nashville yeah. like? I mean, you know, I I feel like everyone's moving to Nashville or talking about Nashville these days. What, what's it like to live there? I've been there, but I was a, I was a tourist. Um, yes, I, I think it's amazing. I would say everyone should move here, but please don't. It's very hard to find inexpensive real estate here. The market's gone up exponentially. A lot of people call it the new Austin. Um, I just think it's an amazing place because of the people. Um, first of all, you've got a very business friendly state. There's no state income tax. Um, so that's really awesome. And people are just kind they're nice. It's a place where, you know, you can raise uh, your kids in a, it's still a city, but it's got that small community feel. And and people just have, honestly, what I care about, people have conservative values here. And so you feel like you're raising your kid in a good place. Is it all cowboy hats and boots? No, I mean, there's definitely <laughs> some, but I think there's people of, of all stripes. And you know, the food scene is amazing. Really sophisticated local restaurants, the local chefs, everybody takes that kind of stuff really seriously here. And so there's amazing options. Favorite restaurant? Oof, there's so many good ones. Um, I am... I really like this one in my neighborhood called Fifth and Taylor. Um, there's also one in East Nashville called Lachlan Table, which is really delicious. So anybody who's around Nashville or been, you I've, probably know. I've and been to Fifth and Taylor. It's good stuff. It was really good. Yeah. What about your your favorite low key spot for live music? Um. Oof. Uh, the Bluebird Cafe. I it's couldn't hard get, to in. get in. If you want to come tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
you got to really plan in advance. Um, The listening room was also really fun, but yeah, uh, both are great. But if you can get into Bluebird, that's the best. And is it true that like they just party all night and the bars open super early in the morning? I mean, I don't know because I'm asleep before midnight. Because you're a mom. I I would be. (laughs) I'm a mom. So I've heard the bars are open all night. It is not something I have experienced. But I do have a girls night planned tonight. So that's really fun. We're going to go to the 1230 Club down on Broadway. So it'll be fun. But we're literally going at like 530 or 6. So I'm not joking when I say girls night will be done by 930 latest. Yeah, but I get Morgan, you get credit for going on a Friday because we're taping this. It is Friday. Fridays are for me the hardest day of the week. Because you're just spent like after a week of work, a a week of momming, it's just like enough to get me out of the door on a Friday takes a Herculean effort and typically plans planned so far in advance. I kind of can't say no. That's how I that's how I roll these days. But I have three kids now, Morgan. The last time I saw you, I had two and then I had my secret pregnancy during the pandemic. (laughs) Oh, wow. Surprise. Wow. Um. It just hadn't, I wasn't seeing people. I, I I was working from home, so I wasn't keeping it a secret. It was just, you know, I wasn't seeing people. People weren't seeing me. It wasn't well known. Um, so it's so funny. Yeah. I still see people now because my, my baby's almost one, the, the youngest. And they're like, oh, yeah, you had your secret COVID baby. I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I never noticed you were pregnant. See? I mean, because I obviously kept watching while I was working, kept watching you on Fox Business. I never even noticed. So kudos to you. I look like a beach whale when I was pregnant. So no. I'm not sure how you pulled that off. Because I had a front a front shot. It's it's the studio shots. Oh, right, in studio right. where you get the angle. Those are not forgiving. But if you're like straight on, man, you, you can hide it. I worked till the day I delivered. I literally left work, meaning, you know, my house. I went straight to the hospital and came home with the baby like two days later. <laughs> Amazing. You're and, a superwoman. And they were like, oh, you you look so pretty. I'm like, well, yeah, um, I just got home from work. I just came from work, you know, hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. We all love hair and makeup. That was the, that was the plus. Uh, Morgan, thank you so much for the time. What an inspiration to okay. so many women out there looking to expand their families and not stop their careers. That's right. You too. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good time. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.